Building in Perth, everything you wish you knew in five informative episodes. Available on YouTube, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Welcome back for a cheeky bonus episode. My name's Dezo and this is the Building in Perth podcast. This is a little bit of an idea that I thought um, I'd put together just to help people through their colour selections. Now, I'm by no means an interior designer, but I'm pretty savvy with how to put things together. So what we're going to do is basically uh, go through one of my client's homes um, who needed to select his colours. His name's Mike, built a uh, little home down in Success uh, that we custom designed together. It was uh, based on one of our uh, standard designs and then went through and sort of rehashed it all uh, because he wants to have a putting green out the back. He's a pretty keen golfer. Uh, he had a pretty good um, sense of taste and things like that and gave me a bit of an idea about what he wanted. Uh, now, truth be told, actually, he ended up doing his own colours because I was unable to make the meeting at the time, but uh, I'm just going to kind of go through and put it together quickly from kind of like memory and we'll kind of go through it together and uh, kind of put together a rough colour scheme for uh, his home. So without further ado, I guess, look, when you come to pre-start, you want to have a really good idea of exactly what it is you're trying to achieve before you even get here. Do not make this a place where you make decisions. You want to already know exactly what it is you're doing. Don't treat it like an interior design consult because you are sort of limited for time uh, and it's really important that you're really going through and I guess just finalizing selections, not making decisions on the fly. Don't put yourself under that pressure because um, it's it's just going to end up with a, a bad result if you're sort of rushing things, okay? So have a really clear idea of what you want before you start. Um, now, always use resources like Pinterest and House and Instagram and things like that to scrapbook ideas, get a really good idea of what you want go through a process of elimination until you kind of get a clear idea of the direction you want to take your colors. So without further ado, I'm just going to be wandering around the selection room and I've got a few different cameras uh, set up all over the place and I'll try and edit it together in some sort of fashion later on. Now, one of the things Mike did tell me at the time was that he was pretty keen on like a red brick type scenario. So I'm just going through some of the drawers here of the different finishes and things that we've got. Now, um, where we first ended up was a brick kind of like this one. Now, uh, this is a brick with a little bit of black or blue that sort of runs through it. So immediately the, we sort of segue to, well, okay, what goes kind of well with that? So we started talking about window frames. Now, as you can see, there's a bit of blue or black in that brick and it picks up this black colored frame really quite nicely. Now that was originally gonna be the brickwork for the back of the home because the front was going to be uh, rendered, okay? Now, what we ended up having, um, and look, this is just for ourselves here at Celebration, but it could be for any uh, other builder for that matter, they probably got upgrade options as well, was that it was an upgrade option to upgrade the whole home to a single course brick, kind of like this one. Now, I suggested to him that we do that for the entire home, the front included, so you've got a nice uh, consistent look throughout the home. It looks like a recycled brick, which is generally gonna be pretty expensive, but this doesn't have what we call a tumbled edge, which is that rounded edge, it's just a straight cut edge. Now that ties in really nicely with your black window frames as well, right? So we decided to basically go down that path and explore that rather than these big old two course bricks. So if you do have a little bit of money up your sleeve, I think that these single course bricks, particularly some of these cool new styles that are coming out can be a really cool way to do it. So we kind of started there with that and some black window frames. Now, one of the other things you really wanna check out, um, and I guess start with, if you like, is gonna be some sort of internal hero. So figure out whether it's gonna be the floor, figure out whether it's gonna be a cabinet. So some people really wanna make a focus of their cabinet work and have say wood grain cabinets or something like that. 
in which case you'll probably go for a fairly plain floor. In Mike's case, uh, he wanted a bit of a hero floor, right? So we're looking at composite planks much like these ones here. Now, um, there are a few different, I guess, types of these planks available. You've got rigid type planks like those, which is what I would call a composite. You've then also got, I guess, more like a vinyl plank. They're both really good products and really uh, resilient. One's floppy, one's hard. Um, but anyway, we're gonna get, grab out a few colors that would go with Mike's sort of color scheme, right? So I'm gonna take a few across there and we'll see what we come out with. So probably want something that picks up a little bit of the black of the window frames, uh, ideally. So what I'm gonna do is take these over there. This um, large tile that's actually on the bench here would also tie in quite nicely that sort of concretey look uh, with um, the, the recycled bricks that we've got there as well. Um, but I'll come back to that later because we might use that as like a wet area tile or a feature tile or something like that for the front. So, all right, here's our floor. So this is gonna be a really, really dominant feature inside because it's gonna run through the whole place, right? So it's important we get this right. Now, I kind of almost just go through a bit of a process of elimination to see what kind of works. Like that would definitely work, gives it a bit of a warm, I don't know, country-ish sort of feel. I really don't like that one. It's a little bit too, I don't know, orange or something. The gray looks pretty cool if we want to go with a bit more of a contemporary twist. I really quite like that one, picks up the black nicely. That one there might have a little bit too much orange as well. So there we go, we kind of, I've narrowed it down to kind of three that I want to work with. And when you're going through this process, I would all I would always keep, you know, a couple of samples aside as well that you'd kind of said, yeah, that will work. Because as you start to go through things like your stone and your cabinets, you might end up swapping these things in and out. So through process of elimination, I know I don't want these ones, right? So we'll put those to the side. Now, I guess from our cabinet work, we really want to have a think about Okay, you've got to think about the big picture, right? So we've got to think about cabinet work, we've got to think about the stone, we've got to think about things like tap fittings. So with Mike, as an example, he did want to use matte black uh, tapware, okay? And use like an off-formy, concrete sort of look stone bench top. So with that brief in mind, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at the stone next and then the, um, the matte black tapware as well, which is a very bold feature, right? So it's something we need to focus on uh, pretty early on in getting these colours right. Now, what I'm going to do is actually just grab a piece of window frame that will kind of just represent our matte black tapware, right? Because it's pretty, pretty close in color, right? All right, so let's get our piece of stone next. So a couple of different ideas in terms of where we can go with color, okay? So got lots and lots of different colored stone in here to play with. Um, all right, so our black can pop nicely against um, that sort of gray color there, it looks really cool. It can also work really, really well against the very dark type gray, right? Now, immediately I'm looking at these on the table here and I'm going, well, None of them really seem to work with this golden color timber immediately. So we get rid of that one, right? Now, all of these on here 
They look really good with this lighter gray color, definitely. And they also work really, really well with this almost warmer tone. I'm gonna go with the warmer one for the time being, just cause I think it feels a little bit nicer, if you like. Now, where we're gonna go with this next is gonna be our cabinet color. And that's gonna be something that's relatively plain. So I've got the cabinet colors up behind me. So I'm just gonna have a drink. And we're gonna have a bit of a, a play with the colors there. So what I'm gonna do is probably look for warmer tones of white. So do be aware that whites aren't just white, okay? So you'll actually notice under, usually under daylight, it's a little bit easier, but you'll have warmer tones of white, cooler tones of white, and depending on what other colors you've got there, um, they can sort of look quite different. So, um, that one classic white might be okay. I'm going to look for some sort of more grayish sort of tones as well, just to see how they might work. And like I was saying, I'm certainly no pro at this. I sort of just fumble my way through it and get a bit of an idea about what might look good. That might actually look kind of cool for an overhead. Uh, remember, yeah, if you've got overhead cupboards, you don't necessarily need to do them the same color as the ones that are down low as well. It can be nice to have something that's a little bit different going on there. Actually, this can look quite good. So I'm not sure whether you can actually see from the camera there, and I'll take a picture of this later, but this cabinet color here is actually relatively close to this floor. It's not exactly the same, but if you were to use this as an overhead cabinet, you aren't really gonna pick the difference between those two, right? So what I'm gonna do is work under the sort of presumption that's gonna be an overhead cabinet. And I'm gonna use maybe this white gloss as the, uh, the primary lower cabinet color. So let's pop these back away and then What we might go through is figuring out what stone is gonna work, okay? So I think the dark on it's just gonna be way too full on. I think we should go with the lighter one for sure. All right, so let's start sort of piecing some of this together a little bit. So, What's always really important with this as well is that this might look a little bit plain Jane at the moment and it should, right? Because we're gonna be adding things like soft furnishings and things like that to it. So I always say it's important to kind of like have a context plant and I'll take a picture of that later on. So you can kind of almost put things into perspective with how things might look once you add plants and things like rugs and furniture and stuff like that into the mix. So in my opinion, your color selection should look super plain by themselves because by the time you add other stuff in, um, that's what, like if you go nuts on your color selection so your color palette looks really cool on the table, then by the time you add all this other stuff in, it's just gonna look like a complete mess uh, a lot of the time. All right, so I'm pretty sure we probably won't end up going with that one. Now, uh, what we've also got to deal with here is say a kitchen splashback, wet area tiling, and what actually looks pretty cool with, um, I guess this sort of vibe, be something like a subway tile would probably work relatively well. So they're the ones that are 
Little ones like this with like a darker colored grout, you'd never ever use black, you'd always use dark gray because with black grout, the uh, the salts from the brickwork and things can actually come through. So, um, and kind of give you white marks. I should probably clarify what I meant there. So that looks pretty cool with a, uh, a subway tile. We don't want to get too crazy with anything splashback wise in the kitchen. Remember we've got set things like black tapware and that sort of stuff, which do make a pretty big statement. You don't want to overcook it. Now we'll think about doing uh, carpet and wet area stuff. So other floor colorings in the floor coverings, I should say, in the house, right? So I'm gonna take this big water carpet. This is what we call cut pile carpet, right? So this is the one that looks like it's got a haircut. I mentioned it in the podcast before. That's what we call the loop pile, which is the one that's been sort of knitted almost. And that's the one where animals can get their claws underneath it and unpick it. So for this one, we're gonna basically gonna go with the cut pile side of things. So bit of a process of elimination with this a lot of the time. I know that our beiges probably aren't gonna to go too well with that, certainly not that one. Uh, what are we gonna go with? Wow, there's a blue now, that's a new color. Uh, that's not too bad. That one's pretty good. This one is pretty nice. Yeah, I think we'll probably go down that path. All right, so sometimes I unscrew these so it's easier to manage, but I'm not gonna do it just for doing what we're doing at the moment because I'm trying to do this relatively quick so my camera batteries don't die. All right, so now we've got our carpet in there as well, which looks pretty cool. Now I was kind of going down a bit of a path with this as well, with it being like having a little hint of gray in there, simply for the fact that I know what I wanted to tie in with this sort of uh, recycled brickwork was gonna be some sort of almost concrete -y style tile. Okay, so um, I was kind of thinking ahead there and it ties in well with the carpet. So this sort of combination here, and I'm not sure whether you can see this, but, uh, and I might even go with a lighter concrete in the end, but matte black against concrete with this sort of recycled brick look does look really cool. I'm just seeing if I've got another lighter concrete color that might be more appropriate. Okay, let's have a look around here. Colonel Ash. Yeah, that might be a little bit better. Yeah, that's better. It's just that little bit lighter. I don't like something that's gonna be too dark, obviously. So let's chuck this one back. So we're kind of looking at wet area wall tiles, potentially floor tile as well here. That looks pretty neat. So just gonna bring that one over here. Now remember with your wet area tiling, it's gonna generally butt into your main floor, but it's also gonna butt into the carpet, right? So it will butt into the main floor, generally in your minor bathrooms, and then in your uh, master suite to ensuite, it's gonna butt into the carpet. So, I mean, all the colors as a whole need to make sense anyway, um, but just remember that all of those are gonna be seen sort of in conjunction with each other at 
one point in time. So, um, all right. So I guess that gray is that sort of um, concrete color is really gonna be our wet area type tiling. Um, on the floor, we might be able to carry the same thing through. In fact, I mean, I kind of like that. I don't like putting too many um, colors and textures into, into areas personally, just for this reason, where you're sort of um, uh, adding furnish furnishings and things later and plants and things like that. Uh, green, again, like a plant, also pops really well against that concrete color. And when I give you a photo of this at the end, you'll kind of see uh, what I'm talking about. If anything, that you were, if you're gonna add something to the bathroom, maybe it would just be a plain uh, white tile uh, onto the wall or something like that would also work. But I think for all intents and purposes, we'll just leave it with the gray at the moment. So that pretty much wraps up the internal colors. Now what I'm gonna touch on is the external stuff. So <clears throat> the external stuff in terms of say, if you're going with a render for the front, that's an area where you've got, I guess the most flexibility because there's simply so many colors. So, uh, I mean, we've got drawers and drawers full of colors and samples and things here, but you know, when you're choosing render colors and paint colors, you've got paint swatches much like that, or I might be able to show that camera instead, just how many you've got to choose from, right? So it's better to kind of choose the things where you've got a limited range first and kind of work your way out to a degree anyway, to the areas where you've got lots of colors, which is things like your paint. So one thing I will choose first is paving. Now, <clears throat> For this one, funnily enough, I mean, you can use things like exposed aggregate and uh, all of that sort of thing, of course, which is that poured concrete with little stones in it. But remember that uh, for what Mike was looking to do with his house, we're using those recycled look bricks, which are actually, there's a lot going on, if you like. So the brick is the hero. We don't want to detract from that. So a plain sort of dark sort of charcoal paver is actually going to work pretty well in terms of um, that color scheme, because we want the brick to be the hero. We don't, want ever, we don't want there to be too much. Remember, we've got landscaping and things as well to factor in. So what I think we'll look at next is something to do with the roof and the garage doors, and then we'll come back to maybe if there's gonna be some sort of feature render, which I think there would be. And logically that's gonna match probably uh, the garage door and roof type scenarios. So uh, I'd be thinking that, We'll go with a relatively dark uh, color. So probably something along the lines of monument, woodland gray, uh, basalt, if I can find my friend basalt anywhere. Uh, there we go. And I'm gonna take a lighter color over as a maybe, um, just for potentially the fascia, which is the strip just below the gutter. It can actually look good to kind of make the roof appear anyway, like it's floating. So, <clears throat> okay, so certainly basalt or Monument is probably gonna be the go. In fact, do you know what might even look good? And I don't think we've got a sample here. Well, I'll go with Monument for now just for what we're doing, but there is another color which is essentially black called Night Sky, which would look really, really striking on the roof. I think it would look, look pretty cool. Um, 
And would we get away with that strip? Maybe. Yeah. So I think that would actually look good. The kind of like a lightish gray for the uh, fascia. Um, what can look really cool, I like to do this with uh, homes wherever I can, is darker sort of colored roof and then the fascia, which is that little strip below the gutter, you do a lighter color and it kind of just gives this ro the roof this, you know, sort of little bit of an illusion that it kind of floats if you like. So the last bit that uh, we'll go through with the external colors there, I mean, normally what you would do if you were having a rendered front elevation, for example, this is gonna be face brick essentially with a, like a feature render, right? So that will be the feature render if we use it. But if you're using render across the whole front, one little tip here, right, is to grab a whole bunch of colors that you think would be your primary render. So the ones, the, what, the color that's gonna be on the front the most, right? So let's just hypothetically say it was a whitish sort of color, right? grab a whole bunch of them and then have your colors all laid out. Then just basically go up there and just go, yes, no, yes, yes, no. And do it by process of elimination till you find the right fit. Uh, and then do your uh, secondary render color after that. That's usually the process I would follow. Might take this little nice little ornament for our picture later on. I think it might tie in with that color scheme nicely. All right, so we've really been through just about everything there. I think I've covered it all off. Most of the rest of the stuff is really to do with shape. So focus on color first, your internal color selections, external color selections, then things. Then worry about things like your basin shapes and stuff like that because they're always gonna be, most of, most of the time anyway, like a white porcelain, right? So that really just comes down to shape. And sh shape's important as well, but that's another uh, discussion altogether. All right, well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna basically grab some pictures of this and lay it out in a little bit more of a nice fashion for you um, so you can kind of see what I've put together. And like I said, I've just done this very quickly. It's by no means perfect, but it was more just to give you a bit of an idea about the type of thought process that you need to go through uh, when doing your colors. See ya. Building in Perth, everything you wish you knew in five informative episodes, available on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.